0: Then anew this song will sing, hallelujah, what a Savior. Hallelujah. When our glorious King comes, He's going to bring His His ransomed home. Then anew this song will sing, hallelujah, what a Savior. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise Him this morning for Your presence. Praise Him this morning for His presence here with us. We're going to be uh, back in John chapter 10 again this morning, at least to begin with. We sang Blessed Assurance. Brother Chuck talked about who can pluck God's children out of His hand. And no one can, can they? We talked about uh, security of the saints last week. And I stated that I wanted you to, to feel secure in Jesus Christ because you are secure in Jesus Christ. I wouldn't want you or anyone to have a false sense of security if their security... Uh, And their faith is based on anything that's fallible. Anything that can fail. Or anyone who's fallible. Any action from anyone who is fallible. We can't base our trust on anything that isn't God Himself. Because He alone is trustworthy. He alone is perfect. He alone satisfied God on your behalf. Not just on the cross, but his life. He wasn't sinful and he didn't sin. And that satisfied God's requirements for reconciliation, didn't it? You've always belonged to God. You just don't belong to Him when you decide you're going to follow Him. You've always been His, if you are His. You were a gift, again, as Brother Chuck pointed out this morning. You are a gift from God the Father. Who can take you away from Him? None. No one. All right. In John chapter 10, verse 24 Then came the Jews round about Him, around the Lord. and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt, if thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. He had told them plainly. He had demonstrated things before them in their presence that they heard and saw that were obvious demonstrations of God's power. Jesus said unto them, Jesus answered them, verse 25, we're in John chapter 10, I told you, I did tell you. You're waiting for me to tell you what I've already told you, but you didn't believe it. You didn't receive it. I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. They saw these things. They witnessed a person uh, lame his whole life. Jesus healed him. By His words. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but ye believe not. Why not? Because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you. In other words, He spoke to them of Himself and of God the Father He told them who He was. Why didn't they hear Him? Well, in the very next verse, verse 27, He said, My sheep, those that God the Father gave me before the foundation of the world, hear my voice. Naturally, Physically, we don't have the ability to hear the voice of God. Our ears are dull of understanding, we're told in Scripture. But you see, God opens up our ability to hear and understand Him, His words. Yes, the words in red are blessed, aren't they? Oh, man, they're comforting. They're powerful because we know who's talking to us. We know it's Him. Mankind has tried to destroy this word for thousands of years. Let me tell you, mankind, even driven by and empowered by the enemy, Satan himself, who goes about in the back and forth, to and fro on the earth, seeking whom he may devour, they have no authority over God. None. They have no strength over God. A great demonstration of that is Goliath. How much stronger physically was he than this little ruddy shepherd boy David? A lot more. Humanly speaking, that was no contest. But there were more than just humans present at that conflict. Yes, demons are real. And yes, I believe they were there. But well, let me tell you God is real, and He was there too. And He presented a terrific demonstration of a weakness being strong through Him that's us i also feel like paul that i am the chiefest of sinners how could god save somebody like me how could he use somebody like me answer because he's god he has all power in heaven and in earth and over every situation sometimes we think our, our situations are Uh, beyond the realm of God's uh, attention, if you will. They're not. He's everywhere. He sees everything. He knows us so much better than we know ourselves. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. I give unto them eternal life. Verse 28, John ten twenty-eight. I give unto them eternal life. That's a magnificent free gift, isn't it? And they shall never perish. Oh, if you believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth was born of a virgin, therefore not contaminated by the fallen nature of man, lived a perfect life for those that God the Father had given Him, then you can be secure in knowing that He voluntarily gave that life for you. And it satisfied God So many natural occurrences happened, unnatural occurrences happened around him, yet so many people didn't believe. Now, he had a multitude of followers. A lot of people did believe, but a lot of people didn't. I believe a lot of people believed when he gave up the ghost. Unnatural things happened, didn't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. It got dark. The sun was blocked out. It was dark. Graves were opened. And dead people walked around among the living. We would naturally think that convinced anybody. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. Now let's look. It's in Isaiah 26. I think we turned here last week too. But there's something. I'll tell you what. Turn with me to Psalms 11. Psalms 11. Let's, let's start right there. Psalm 11. This is a psalm of the man after God's own heart. A man who was a type of of the anointed one of God to come. Psalm 11, verse 1 says, In the Lord put out my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the stream, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. Yes, there are demons today. And yes, we are in a spiritual battle with spiritual wickedness that are in high places. They're in authority on this earth. Who are they shooting at? The upright in heart. Who's upright in heart? Those whose heart have been changed by the Holy Spirit of God. Those who desire, who love God, who love the brethren, who desire to obey Him because of the love that He's shown to them or us. All right. Verse 3 says If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. He sees everything, does His eyelids try the children of men. The Lord tryeth the righteous, but the wicked in Him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Now I want us to look at that statement. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? That is a question that shows an impossibility. If the foundations be shaken, what can the righteous do? The answer is, if our foundation is shakable or is shaken or is destroyable or is destroyed, there's nothing we can do without Him. Nothing at all. That if may say some may say well it's it doesn't that doesn't seem right it it seems to be otherwise than that it makes sense to be otherwise than that everything shakable but let's look at the positive statement in reference to or against or versus. If, if, the word if. A positive statement in science, algebra, physics, and all that, you know, it's called an axiom. And an axiom is basically uh, a statement that's been verified and established as a fact. Now who, in all of time and eternity, can you trust to tell the truth? It's God. Everything in His Word is a fact. And has been established and verified as such. Who is our foundation? It's the Lord Jesus Christ, isn't it? He gave a great example, a great parable, about the wise man who built his house on a rock. The foolish man that built his house on the sand. That foundation of sand was movable. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? But the wise man who built his house on the rock an example of a wise man who built his built his life on Jesus Christ and dependence on Him and what He has done and has promised to do, which is as good as done. He's coming back for us. Satan tried to shape the foundation, didn't he? He's still trying. He tried back in the sixth chapter of Genesis, didn't he? He tried over in the book of Joshua, didn't he? He tried at the cross, didn't he? He tried to shake our foundation, destroy our foundation on the cross of Calvary. Now I don't know what, how Satan thinks it, per se, but I don't imagine he was sad. This. Jesus Christ was the seed of the woman that was to crush his head, though he would bruise his heel. He knew him. He knew who he was. Took him up into the mountain, remember, 40 days, tempted him. Satan knows this word too. He knows that his time is limited. If Jesus Christ had stayed in that tomb, what would the righteous do? They'd be lost, wouldn't they? They would be without hope. They would be about this blessed assurance that we have in Jesus Christ. Why? Because of death. Death would have destroyed our foundation, Jesus Christ. He is the rock. Oh, but praise God, death could not hold Him, could it? Death could not hold Him. No, He was risen. We're hearing a lot about that all over the world today. And it's a fact, and we need to celebrate it every day that we wake up alive. He is risen. No. Our foundation is not shaken. Again, Satan attempted to destroy the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I would think that he was rejoicing when the Lord gave up the ghost and was in the tomb. I, I feel like he had a pretty big hand in the seal of that stone that they rolled in front of the tomb and they set a watch soldiers I think it was more than a couple to make sure that the Lord Jesus didn't come out of that tomb I think Satan used everything he had to keep the Lord in that tomb All God had to do was send His messenger, His holy angel with power from on heaven, from above, from in heaven, power on high to come down and nothing could stop Him from rolling back the tomb that held the Savior in death. He couldn't hold Him. He was God Himself in the person of Jesus Christ the Son. That angel rolled back that stone, and Jesus Christ came out alive. Death could not hold him. He had accomplished. When He was on the cross, He said, It is finished. And to that point, it was. But if he had stayed in the grave, our foundation would have been destroyed. The one person in all of time and eternity who qualified to save mankind would have been lost. Oh, but praise God, he is risen this morning. He is risen and he arose triumphant. He has completely accomplished what he had covenanted in the council hall of eternity to accomplish. And that is the reconciliation of those that God the Father gave him. My sheep hear my voice, John ten twenty seven, and I know them. Praise God. We didn't know Him until He revealed Himself to us, but He knew us. It's amazing how God could see us in Adam, but He did. He created us when he created Adam he saw you and he saw me and he had a compassion a love for us he knew what was in man he knew what was going to happen my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me how do you know how do you have this blessed assurance that you belong to Him? Do you want to follow Him? Do you hear Him calling you to follow Him this morning? He is. No one cometh to to me, Jesus said, except my Father which sent me. Draw Him. He's drawing you this morning. And He's using... A rotten sinner like me, through the foolishness of preaching, to do it. He's calling you to follow Him. What did the fishermen do when Jesus said, Follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. They followed Him, didn't they? They dropped everything, didn't they? And they followed Him. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. We find ourselves struggling to please God and rightly we should. We should give all we can, all we have to obey Him. But don't depend on that for God's favor in your life. Your works are not dependable but His are. He already lived a perfect life for you and He presented it to God the Father on the cross and God the Father accepted Him on your behalf what a Savior we have I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish if He saved you you're saved eternally well I I still mess up and I still sin and that's not good but that's not going to pluck you out of God the Father's hand. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Not even me. Not even myself. Because I am secure. We saw last week that our hands are written... In the Lord Jesus' hands, our names are written in His hands. And when He looked at the scars in His hands, does He think of us? I think so. We've been identified there because He paid the price for us. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's when we trust in Jesus Christ we are born again there's no way if you truly trust in Jesus Christ as as your Savior there's no way that you can fail to enter into heaven upon your death here on earth That's assurance. You're in God's hands, identified there as sins paid for. Reconciliation purchased by the only one who qualified to give His life for you. Let's look at Isaiah 41. We'll close right there. Isaiah 41. tell you, Isaiah you would think that he walked with Jesus Christ as much as he knew about him, wouldn't you? No, this was many, many generations before the Lord's time. Isaiah 41, verse 8. But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. I believe this is relevant to you today. The Lord has chosen you and he has not cast you away, nor will he ever. Verse 10, For thou, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Where is Jesus Christ today? He's seated at the right hand of, of God our names are written in his hands and we are identified there once again as bought and paid for yet he calls us his friends what a love God has for you I hope you rest on him I hope that you don't put your confidence on anything human, whatever it is, even good things. The only truly good is what's found in Jesus Christ. He's a great Savior. Praise the Lord.